This is your Champions Podcast. I'm Kyle Madaus, side-by-side with your commissioner-at-large, Tom Hart. Hell yeah. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's it's been a while, Kyle. We had... We had some, you know, some scheduling stuff with Thanksgiving, but I think we did a great job of teasing this final reveal. We even delayed this to Saturday afternoon recording, and the people, I imagine, they are salivating at the idea of a, of a maybe a Sunday morning or Saturday night podcast that they're going to be delivered. How are you doing today? Doing all right. Uh, I'm going to put money down that says this is our lowest listened to pod of the year. <laughs> That's possible. That's very possible. Simply because of the Saturday release. Yeah, it's possible. We might we might get a big rush. Maybe we, we created some I, – I imagine urgency. we might create some urgency, but I yeah, I could see people probably have a schedule by now that you know sitting down and listening to a podcast. Well, it's easy to multitask. It's still a lot of time. That you need to like kind of invest and plan around like it's during chores or during travel by Saturday those that uh, that window of opportunity people are used to is probably gone so people are going to be scrambling even if they do know it's out to kind of fit it in their schedule before before noon tomorrow but yeah um, let's get into it Kyle we've got a few announcements of course what um, some of us are already looking forward to or having to look forward to um, as less and less of the future games become meaningful to them is the KCLC banquet. Of course, the world is still burning. We will be doing this over um, the internet. So all 10 of us better be able to show up, Patterson. So that's good. We'll all be in one place. Um I can, I can, whatever platform we use, I can share the slides and actually get that right in front of you. And if you guys want to send me stuff to put in there, that'd be cool too. You probably know my email or you can just like attach it in a Facebook message or whatever. But of course, our banquet date yet to be determined, um, which actually gives us kind of some flexibility that we don't need to get everyone together. But that will be, of course, done online. Yeah. And, uh, Fingers crossed that this is the last time we'll have to do this type of thing online for the foreseeable future. Uh, and yeah, otherwise it's hard to believe we made it through a regular season. We're close, uh, not without some hiccups. We haven't we haven't <laughs> clinched thirteen full weeks yet, Kyle. But yeah, yeah, I'm shocked. We've you know, it's 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 yeah, plenty of hiccups, like you said. Plenty of trials and tribulations, but we've got uh, we've got seating on the line. All ten men have a path to the playoffs. Kyle, how great is that? This this is why we love the KCLC, Tom. This is what it's all about. This is why we always joke we have eight seeds, but this is what makes it fun. Is it all comes down to the last right? end of the year. And remember, it's not just binary. You're in or you're out. Um, we recently added, thanks to the wise words of Vincent Alfonso Cartina, he gave us – he came up with the idea of tiering. Well, he didn't come up with the idea, but he, he chose the numbers, and we were all like, yeah, sure, sounds good. Um, but the 8642, the one seed gets eight points. The two seeds get six and down. Um, so the top four teams get a little bump, and the better you do, the bigger bump you do. Um, so, of course, 
even if you are in the higher the seed, that's if you could move up one spot, that's an extra two points you could guarantee. And if you ask Patterson, two points is a lot. <laughs> two Patterson or Sir Luca, basically. Right. <laughs> uh, I can think you could probably ask Joe's. Joe's had a lot of close ones this year too. I feel more than yep. ever, two points means so much in this league. Yeah, and uh, just as a reminder, I believe this is only for the first week of the playoffs. That's right. Correct. I don't. I don't totally know why we agreed on that, but that's what we set up. Um, The first round, you have home field advantage. The second round of the of the uh, playoffs, it's gone, and then it makes sense. It's gone. You know, Super Bowl, we're on even ground, but also you know the divisional round, if you want to call it that, the conference championships. Whatever you want to call that second round, it's it's yeah. it's you know no holds barred, raw points only. But that first round, the most tense round, especially for those fearing relegation, Joe. What, <laughs> once you get divided after that first round, if you either you're either safe or you're automatically you know. You know, you're in the you're in the bottom three on the reality show. We have to wait till you know Thursday night to see what the popular vote says. You're automatically in the loser's circle right away on round one. So round one is extra huge. That's what those points are for. And I love it. I love it. Do we have anything else before we get into week twelve and review? We're not reviewing week eleven. You guys all know what happened. It's a long time ago. <laughs> yes uh we'll we're gonna try to breeze through week 12 here so bear with us but um yeah let's go ahead and dive in we'll start with the biggest kind of blowouts right away so the first one which was the surprise of the week in Primerica, with a 188 burger dropping largely on the backs of the now le- newly suspended will fuller <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and David Montgomery. Yeah, it's just like it was a weird week. Like, look at the people who scored lots of points on both teams, and on the ones who didn't. Like, oh, like Wayne Goldman apparently is getting eighteen, but DeAndre Hopkins gets ten. <laughs> oh, Kenyon Drake gets twenty-four, but you know Robert Woods gets fifteen. Like, it's just kind of odd in that respect. But you know, in general, Acosta showing signs of life. Right, and he's he's got to be happy to be, you know. Um, I believe Kyle in the podcast once upon a time said he was statistically eliminated. Uh, of course, he's not, and he was the top scorer in all of the week. Good job, Acosta. Let's head on over to my matchup where I laid a big old goose egg. Um, uh, not too much sexy to talk about here, other than AJ Brown getting his whole week carried by a sixty-nine yard touchdown. Almost no one having anyone, anything worthy of talking about other than how bad they were. Like Kyler Murray is, is always good. And, and he, he let me down. <laughs> he, he let me down with 7.9 points. That's, that's, you know, a third of probably his worst performance thus far. So pretty much no one showed up on my team except for, you know, AJ Brown and the guy who throws to AJ Brown. So I got shit stomped by Castro, who 
who uh, pr- pretty solid performance, kind of top to bottom. He had a lot of a lot of teens to like low twenties on his guys. No one totally broke out, except you could say you know Aaron Rodgers Sunday night four touchdowns. That was pretty good, of course. Devonte Adams benefited from a lot of that, but I I was never really that close in this matchup, except for. Uh, I had a bunch of guys going at noon on Sunday, so it looked like my point total was good. But I, I really, ne- I really never yeah. looked comfortable against Castro, and he kind of kicked my ass. Next matchup, Kyle. All right, we'll talk about me losing to Joe on that Wednesday afternoon. This one's a little closer than the last two. Yeah, so really, it was close for two reasons. The first being. Uh, for the second, or no, sorry, for the fourth week in a row, my second quarterback has been injured and left the game. <laughs> so that's not great. And then somehow the Cleveland Browns managed to put up zero points against the Mike Glennon led Jaguars, which for me is the biggest shock of the year. But even then, going into Wednesday, I was up by a solid 17. Going points. into Wednesday, that's so um, just a weird. Yeah, Yeah, with Joe still having the Steelers defense and Deontay Johnson. Um, But then the Steelers had immediately got a fumble and then a pick six, and it was over by like the 12-minute mark in the first quarter. So I I was able to turn the game off. um, But, I mean, the game was only close because Kamara and Zeke got eight points. Yeah, that's so. that, that can't be happy for Joe going forward. When his his two stud running backs, both no, he drafted Kabara. Zeke he traded for, of course. Um, but yeah, eleven carries, ten carries for Zeke. That's that's not going to get it done. It's not going to get it. Both um, no. Kabara in a win against whatever you want to call that Denver team. You'd think they'd get a little <laughs> bit more than 11, 11 carries out of Kamara. Zeke, understandable. Of course, they've had their quarterback issues. They struggled big time against Washington eventually. So, yeah. so that makes sense that he only got 10 carries. Going forward, I would worry. I would be worried if I was Joe about both of those guys. They they are uh, they're supposed to be the bell cows. And, Joe, if you don't want, if you want to get relegated, if you want to kick out Patterson, you're gonna need more than that. Yeah, right now Joe currently has the highest odds to get kicked out of the the champs division. Oh, oh, we'll get to that later. I, I didn't do that exact math. All right, we'll go to a a matchup decided by just a few points, but actually wasn't our closest game of the week. We had a closer one than even this, but um, we had Brian Wilson versus Sir Luco. Uh, a lot was on the line on this game. Wilson yeah. could have um, really given him a, a much better shot to get that one seed. Sir Luco, of course, um, could have at four wins would have put himself back in in a strong position for the playoffs. And this one, this one came to the line too. Came down to the line too, didn't it, Kyle? What kind of stood out for you? Uh, the fact that Sir Luco's quarterbacks got less than five points. His two, two quarterbacks got less well, than five points. Derek Carr and the modern New England Cam Newton aren't exactly reliable quarterbacks. 
No, but the six total turnovers certainly did <laughs> no, not. No, no, no. <laughs> hey, but at least the the shining hope of Sherlock's team that we've been talking about all year, the the return, the healthy Nick Chubb, 144 rushing yards, uh, multiple catches, a touchdown. He's he's been great, but guess what, Kyle? He wasn't even the best running back for Sherlock this week. No, that would be Antonio Gibson, who is putting up the best running back season for a rookie since LT. Guys, this is what happened. This is how, this is how like obnoxious Gina's are one. Is you get like one bullshit rookie. You get Odell Beckham swinging halfway through the season, ridiculous. You get fucking Antonio Gibson here getting three touchdowns, seven targets. 20 carries, 115 yards. Yeah. Like, this is this is where Shuliko goes on a roll and, like, surprises us all and, like, you know, like, makes it to the second round or something. And this flops. <sighs> I'd be, I would be worried, though. Uh-huh. I'd be worried about facing Shuliko going forward. When he, he got, you got two stud running backs kicking like that. You know what? You can fill in waiver wire wide receivers. You can find some backup quarterbacks to, Hopefully, do better than what Derek Carr did. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But like that alone would have put Soluco in such a good spot to make the playoffs. And uh, unfortunately, now he has to wait for Week but, 15. Yeah, as much as we're appraising Soluco here, Wilson did win. It was this was a close one, one thirty six, one thirty four. You know, nothing. Who who stuck out for you that really? Got this win for Wilson. I don't see anyone even breaking. Well, I guess Amari Cooper was a big surprise. He, in, in the absence of Dak, he has not been exciting, but by any means. But breaking a hundred yards and a touchdown, that I guess was enough for Wilson to to get the win. Yeah, I mean the real thing for Wilson is he had a whole bunch of people that just yep. played solid and got at least ten points, which you know. Take that all yeah, the way to the That's the bank. scary thing about Wilson is he's got a handful of guys who can bring you up to 200, but Wilson's worst games are games like this, like 136, which will beat you know, a good handful of teams most weeks. All right, Kyle, yeah. take us to the last game, a, a, uh, a heartbreaking one for some. Yeah. <laughs> With Patterson losing in a, I think it's 1.1 points total. You know, losing essentially, I don't know. He lost off of a Tom Brady interception or two. He lost, you know, off of Chase Claypool, not getting enough garbage time. Like, you could count the number of ways he lost this. But really, the only reason he was in this is one of the best performances in KCL history with I th- I forget how much of it came in the first quarter, but at least forty did with Tyreek Hill scoring a monster two hundred and sixty nine yards, three touchdowns, thirteen unbelievable. I I think we were all riding off Patterson on you know you know early Sunday afternoon. And we're all telling Joe that you know. <laughs> He's he's got the opportunity to kick him out next week, and then motherfucking Tyreek Hill, two hundred and sixty nine receiving yards. Those are quarterback numbers. 
three touchdowns. He's got he's got a passing quarterback stat line as a wide receiver. So yeah. he obviously gets so many more points per yard. He gets thirteen extra points just on catches, just on catches alone <laughs> with zero yards. He he outscores both of Patterson's own wide his own running backs. Um, of course, his tight end got zero. Getting hurt and oh my god! Yeah, what you know? One point, one point. That is, that's a catch for for one yard. That that any yeah. one of any one of his running backs, any one of his wide receivers. That's all they needed. One touch Ooh. for one yard. I will say though, the the last thing here for me was. I think we've entered, you know, the winter is coming, Derrick Henry season. Because, good God, that he's just a, a bulldozer at the moment. Yeah, that was another guy that it seemed like it was, like, mostly, like, the first quarter, first half. Like, he just blew up yeah. rushing, running the ball. And then, of course, they just kept feeding it to him. And to put up 38 points with seven receiving yards just shows how dominant he was on the ground. Dear God, and he's gonna he's gonna keep on rolling, and we're all screwed. A lot of really a lot of scary teams. You look at the records on on the KCLC, and it looks like there's two guys at the top. Uh, there's there's a there's a lot of guys who can put that top end two hundred points. A lot of guys who can beat anyone, and it's gonna be a, a hot mess. But Garrett got. The win. You you had a fun fact for me, Kyle, about about Patterson going into this. Yeah. So for the viewers at home, Patterson's last two losses. The reason he's three and nine as opposed to five and seven, tied with Vince, is because he lost by less than a combined two. That's 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 just. So shitty, or 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 does it serve him right? As much luck as he's had in the playoff, it's about time, you know, things start to look down on him, right? <laughs> right, Joe? Is this what Joe I mean, meant by a bounty? I was say. Is this what Joe meant by by cursing him with you know those Edgar Allan Poe quotes from that from all of those dark videos he makes? I mean, put it this way. We still have the issue of, remember that first game of the year when Patterson uh, did not play <laughs> Cortland Sutton, or he did play Cortland Sutton, despite him uh, injured. Um, oh. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so that was week 12. Let's go ahead. Let's talk a little bit about seeding yeah. here for week 13. Um, so, as it stands right now, everyone's fucking tied, except for Vince. Like... <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a hot mess. Uh, half of this we can we can kind of give give all of our listeners something to kind of hold on to that they can like conceptualize in their head and like keep track of. Yeah. The middle of the pack is is just pure chaos. Um uh we'll we'll try to talk about what you can expect with that, but um I will be publishing a um, a live feed 
onto the KCLC website will automatically update with scores to bring up the current seating. That will happen. It's had some hiccups, but we'll make it happen. So, reminders <laughs> on how tiebreakers work. Whoever you're tied with, of course, based by wins, is head-to-head. Now, you're not always head-to-head with one person. So, for instance, we have fucking seven or four people with seven wins. So the head-to-head then is your combined win percentage against everyone. So if you're tied with three other people, it's your win percentage against those three people compared to their win percentage. Right? That makes sense? Nod, Kyle. Say, say, say something. Yes, it does. So, yeah. Yeah, no, sorry. It does. I'm in the middle of drinking something here. So <laughs> if you're still tied after that, it just goes to points for how many points you've scored. So that will favor, um, like, seems like Joe or even Patterson, who is who's actually pretty high up there. He's, uh, I think he's outscored both Garrett and you in our division, Kyle. It's a little awkward. But let's get into the concrete details. Let's start at the bottom. We've got three teams tied at three wins. In head-to-head, Patterson has it whatever kind of happens because Acosta and Schluko play each other. One of them will get to four wins. So four wins automatically gets you in if Patterson loses, right? So simply Patty is the eighth seed. If he wins, nothing else matters. If Patty loses, the eighth seed is the winner of Acosta versus Schluko. Pretty straightforward, right? Yeah, that I would say All so. All right. Well, it'll, it'll it, it continues to be pretty simple now, and we'll flip our way to the top of the bracket. So, if yeah. I I'm facing Garrett, if I win or Wilson loses to Castro, either or option, I'm your one seed. Wilson is your two seed. Correct. If if Wilson wins and I lose, Wilson's the one seed, I'm the two seed. Pretty straightforward. So if I win and Patterson wins, we're going to be playing each other. Something like that. Now here's where we go into the middle of it. Right now we've got four teams at seven wins. Um, as it sits right now, if all of them remain tied, so if all four of you, the four of you being Castro, Joe, Kyle, Garrett, if all four of you, who none of you play each other, that really makes that makes yeah, that's, the possibility that makes the space is part. so huge because of this. So, I mean, there's, there's what, 16, yeah. 16 possible scenarios. So we're not going to go through all 16. No one will grasp that. You won't memorize that. But basically... You're all none of you play each other right now, but you're all going to play each other next week. The best case scenario for any one of you is a 3 seed and you're just going to play the worst of the 7 win teams. But as I was saying as it stands now, Castro um, does very well in head to head 
with you guys. He conveniently being in the other division of the other three seven-win teams. Uh, only had to play each of you once, and he is two for one against you guys. So it's going to be really hard for um, any of you to to beat him, especially Joe and Garrett. If they are tied with Castro, they are dropping to him. Kyle, on the other hand, you do have tiebreaker over Castro. So that will help you. But then it gets complicated when it's you and Castro and, say, Joe. And yes. <laughs> and where 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 Castro does <laughs> does bad against Kyle, but Kyle does bad against Joe, and Joe does good against Kyle and against Castro and yeah, it gets to be a whole. It's a hot mess, mess. But you, you guys are the three through six seeds. You've got that. You need to win. Well, I guess, yeah. <laughs> you can all lose, and 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 Castro will get in. And, uh, I don't. I'll. I don't know. I don't know how to <laughs> break this down in any meaningful way, guys. Yeah. Um, so all that being said, uh, stay tuned. I'm sure you'll hear more about the feeds as, as the day goes on um, tomorrow. But uh, without further ado, Tom, let's jump into some juicy week 13 matchups. Let's go. Let's um, go. We're going to go super speed because let's start with my matchup. Um, I look like trash. Um, Miles Sanders, is his carry count have been going down every week. Um, we've got whoever the fuck my running back's going to be. It's not Josh Jacobs. He has a little nagging ankle injury. He's not going to play. Terry McLaurin, he might not even play. Tyler Boyd injured. Injured. <laughs> Tyler Boyd hates his new quarterback. Um, do we? Are there good <laughs> things about my team? No. Garrett is winning. Garrett's winning. Garrett's getting no. eight wins. That helps him. That puts that puts him in a good chance to get um, at least home field advantage in the first round. So we can we can simplify our math and just assume Garrett wins, right? This won't be a tight one. Um, okay. Next matchup, Kyle. This one, well, this will be another interesting one. We've yeah. got you versus Vince. Um, there's been some interesting commentary <laughs> in uh, the chat. How 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 are you feeling about this matchup? Well, I've got a resounding five players on a bye. In week thirteen. Um, week thirteen. That's less than ideal. However, I am going against Vince, so that doesn't yeah. make me feel good. <laughs> like, and I, here's the thing: is like, I think last week a lot of my players simply were trash c- compared to like their normal self. So it's like, what do I do with the trash? I let them go on the bench. They work it out. And then I promote my scrubs. Like, I promote Alan Lazard. I promote Damian Harris. It's a statement. All I really care about, though, is right now, my season is going to rest on the shoulders of one Mitch Trubisky. And... (laughs) I mean, you say that, but let me just pull this up for you here real quick, Tom. Mitch Trubisky... In games that he has been able to start and complete, he has gotten uh, on average. Yeah, that's like a that's like below average. And 
Yeah, I mean, like, it's really not for a quarterback position, if you think about it. I mean, we talked about, like, well, we just looked at Sir Lucas. Far team. He has five. Yeah, you're, you're not Derek Carr. You're not good either. But it, Mitch, Trubisky, Mitch Trubisky scoring 17 points on average, and the last time he went against Detroit, he had 25 points. So I'm, I'm feeling good about my Trubisky-Ellen sure. Robinson pairing this week. I'm just hoping it's, I'm hoping it's enough Mahomes. to beat, you know. Yeah, because that's really the only one. Like, I guess I'm kind of scared of uh, Jordan Jefferson, but I mean, like, that's more just because yeah. Jacksonville yeah, I mean, is hot garbage. You, this is a good week for you to have a shit ton of buys. Like, we we know v- v- Vince is Vince is clawing his way to the end of the season. We did forget to mention he has clinched the seventh seed. He can't move up. He can't move down. He is playing whoever comes in that two seed spot. I'm kind of hoping it's me. Um. So yeah. <laughs> He's he's got no motivation. You're trying to send a statement. I think this is you guys are going to cannibalize each other, and this will be the lowest scoring game of the week. But Vince is going to squeak in a win to surprise us all. That's what that's my take. Yeah. All right. With that, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with me. I'm gonna you know make it a little bit more fun, and then we can talk about the. Oh, excuse me. One of the more exciting matchups in the week in Wilson versus Acosta. So Wilson has been struggling as of late, not really having many like standout performances. That coupled with the fact that he's got DeAndre Swift coming back from his concussion protocol. Um, he really, outside of that, doesn't have any favorable matchups except for Dalvin Cook against Jacksonville, which, to be fair, is the best matchup out of any yeah, player when- in this game. <laughs> When the Minnesota running game gets rolling, when they start, when they run the ball thirty-five times, and that's what they like to do. That's what that's what they. When Dalvin Cook's going, you know he can drop. He's had like forty-seven point games this year, right? And I I will say this for Wilson right now is that uh, DeAndre Swift has been downgraded to uh, doubtful to play now. So more than likely, he's going to have to still rearrange his lineup and maybe put in a Malcolm yeah, or maybe put in a Todd Gurley. He's been kind of hobbled lately. Yeah, definitely yep. some question marks here. I see a whole bunch of upside from Wilson. Like that Dalvin Cook matchup is scary. Like that's that just that yeah that has like fifty point murder yeah. written all over it. You know, a a certain Kirk Cousins implosion could easily ruin that. That's not the most unheard of phenomenon Castro on the other hand right you know he he's got a he right now has if if the season ended now he has the three seed you know what is that that's four points of home field advantage that's like three extra wins for Patterson if he had you know four points so there's a lot on the line here for Castro and <laughs> you know his team his team's looking pretty solid especially if you look at his his draft, you know, 16 weeks ago or whenever that was, boy, this guy has turned this team around. If there's a uh, manager of the year award, hard not to look at uh, Castro as one of the favorites. Yeah, I can easily agree with that sentiment here, Tom. But all that being said, who are you, who are you going to pull for in this one? Who are you, I think who are you thinking is going to win? I really do. Root for a lot of underdogs, record-wise here. 
been right. interesting an interesting bold choice there. Um, oh, I, we're, I we're in agreement. We'll see well. where this goes. We've got two. The last two matchups are what decide who actually makes the playoffs. You know, part of this, if yeah. a certain team doesn't make the playoffs at all, they are officially relegated before the playoffs even start. But let's start with a possible shit bowl preview. Three and nine versus three and nine. Sir Luco yep. versus Acosta. Acosta, 180 points last week. Um, but of course, Will Fuller's not really going to be very helpful going forward. Where do you where do you see this matchup going, Kyle? No. You know, I don't know. It's uh, I, I, like, give me give me your first thought here, Tom. Give me your first thought. Like, what it done to your uh-huh. head? What's the first thing that stands out to you on the phone? Like, to me, it's just like, it's kind yeah, of a nothing. Bro. I mean, neither of these teams have that exciting of roster. Especially, neither of them have much depth. So, you like, your eyes gravitate towards these, like, lukewarm Jamison Crowder, you know, starting Edmonds, even though Kenyon Drake is healthy. Like, those kind of, that really, like, has like a sour taste, but you know, the way Gibson and Chubb are on a roll. Yeah. Is there anyone on this is Cramerica that can like keep up with that? You know, we saw 180 points last week, but again, I do think a lot of those studs aren't reliable as they are with Sir Luco. Yeah. I don't know. For me, the biggest thing is David Montgomery, his schedule to end the year is kind of ridiculous. And he's coming off of relatively strong performances. His best game, I think, of his career against Green Bay last week. Like, if so, if he's going to win, if Acosta pulls out this win, it's going to be because of like a David Montgomery. And I don't really like. That's that's the thing. It's like outside of David Montgomery, it's hard to see right. where he's just going to get like twenty something points. And it's like if he's forced to play both Chase Edmonds <laughs> and Kenyon Drake, I'm not. Oh. Not yeah. loving it, but Chase Edmonds has been decent this year, so maybe but, I'm wrong. Gun to your head, Kyle. Who do you got? I'm going to take Sir Luco in this one simply just because I think Nick Chubb and I think Antonio Gibson are good enough players that they can alleviate some other concerns I have with this team. You um, know, for the sake of argument, I'm I'm going to go with Acosta. Maybe we're overconfident on a rookie like Gibson. Um, the Browns are the Browns. We can't count on them. Point totals have been good for Acosta as of late, and maybe we're just overthinking the names that we kind of devalue. And maybe Acosta will surprise us all with another win. I'll take Acosta. All right, and then that's going to lead us into the grudge matchup. The one that's been a season plus in the making, Joe Sortito. Uh, I think Patterson. more than a season. This, you know, the bounty that's been put on on <laughs> Patterson in years past. There is, of course, Joe's. You know, who knows what's wrong with him? But he has this vendetta against the how relegation works. 
you know, of course, he he wants it to be partially, at least partially, done by regular season. Of course, that's what you know seeding in the playoffs does. Um, but he has a chance yep. here if he beats Patterson. No questions about it. Someone else is making the playoffs. Patterson's out of the playoffs. Patterson is out of the division. Our reigning champ is not in the champs division. And Joe would love that. Patterson, of course, back-to-back nail-biter losses. Some would say he's been robbed and is due due at least one win (laughs) out of here. And... Patterson is a ball of energy. He has changed so much since, you know, starting injured wide receivers week one to to just being, I mean, on the set sheet, he's been on a roll these last two weeks, honestly. I mean, we can't, we probably can't count on, um, we can't count on Tyreek Hill doing what he did last week. But still, Patterson has been looking good. Overall, he has on the year he has outscored. Let's look at the full list at, at three wins. One of which, one win against Acosta, one win against Saluco. So, his only one meaningful win, one meaningful win, was against you, Kyle. Yet points four, he has outscored Vince. He has outscored, of course, the two probably dumpster teams, but he's also outscored Garrett, and he's outscored you, Kyle. He has a good team, I think. <laughs> if nothing else, he has the matchups, uh-huh. which is really kind of the important thing for me to watch knowing this game. It's just like, here's the thing. Ultimately, I think this game comes down to two points, both of which more tilt to Joe's side. Sean, well, I mean, like yeah. more just like it's up to Joe's outcome. Like, I think Patterson is going to get his, like, score, and there's not going to be much flexibility in it. Versus, like, Deshaun Watson going against a really tough Colts defense without having Will Fuller, to me, does not say, like, great time. And then you're starting on Joe's side. You're starting the two Saints running backs. Right now, Kamara has been pitiful with Taysom Hill, and Murray has done pretty well as of late, but that's more just because of garbage time. And it's just okay. Like you look at like Joe's team, the places he wins, I think he wins really just at the uh, flex positions. Yeah. But outside of I that, mean, it's hard to see QB where it's two, like You know, wins. Russell Wilson would probably outdo Goff again against New York against the Giants. Not exactly going to force him to pass a lot, I imagine. But you know, they've been so pass happy all year that it might not matter. Russell Wilson should show up, and at least he does right. have Brendan Cooks to make up for the loss of um, – well, why am I blanking on his name? The number one for Houston wide receiver who's out because of drugs. Um, Will Fuller. Um, Will, Will Fuller loses. Will Fuller. What, Deshaun Watson loses. Hopefully, Brendan Cooks will gain a little. So Joe has a little bit of that scenario, kind of hedged his bet a little bit. A little bit, but yeah, outside of his like three or four studs who don't have that great of matchups, no one's that sexy on Joe's team. I'm kind of, it's kind of interesting to see a lower ranked team actually having maybe better depth, um, especially if the buys weren't so hard 
on Patterson this week. That's something Joe doesn't really have to worry about. He doesn't have to worry about Tom Brady being on a bye. Doesn't have to worry about Robbie Anderson being on a bye. Uh, but what the, what is interesting is what Patterson's yep. going to do with Claypool, who was so hit and miss lately. Um, who know a, a Monday 4 p.m. game. Right now he's got him benched to slot in um, either Sterling Shepard or Corey Davis instead. I imagine he's probably kind of waffling back and forth on that. And if he makes the right call, yep. whatever that might be, I think that might really swing this game. So I think there's a lot of – there is probably a lot of control Patterson has on his score, I might argue, because of that, that – Win or lose, Patterson probably won't be complaining about one point or half a point that screwed him over. He's going to be complaining about the decisions he made of, you know, which backup quarterback to pick up over these last few weeks and which wide receiver to slot in. And the question is, do you think Patterson's going to make the right call? You, you think, I ultimately you think don't got think it matters. <laughs> No, I, 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 for whatever reason, I just like whatever player Patterson picks, I think will do at least sufficient enough. Like, yeah. again, I think Joe has a below average week. And I, and I think Patterson has an average to above average week. Bar, like, literally the only thing that kind of worries me from Patterson is if, for whatever reason, Herbert doesn't have a good game, that could be worrying. But, like, I don't know. It's, it's just hard to see because it's like, I just, there's more ways Patterson wins this to me than Joe wins it outright, which to me makes a more exciting playoff push. So I'm going Patterson all in on this one. I know right now he's projected to lose, but I think he's got this. All right. Well, I am punching in. If I'm, I'm, I think Joe's got it. I'll argue with you there, but I punched it in. If, if we go by Kyle's <laughs> projection, we only differed really on a few places. But if Kyle, ooh, ooh, yes. whatever. Here's what, here's what is really happening. <laughs> go on. Um, Wilson will be your one seed. Your eight seed will be Patterson because apparently he's winning. The four five matchup will be Garrett versus Joe. Wolf, that's 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 a rough pull for Joe. Um, your three-six matchup will then be Castro versus you, Kyle, and I will be facing Vince. Those are going off of your picks, Kyle. The only difference, if I being correct over Joe, is um, what happens is. Joe and Garrett flip-flop, and the rest is the same. So it's actually the same exact matchups with your scenarios picked and mine picked. And I got to say, I kind of like the I kind of like the way that is looking. I don't know if you were keeping track of like all sixteen things I threw at you there, but what do you? <laughs> all I know is right right now, I would most like to fight Castro in the first round. Or I like I pretty much as long as I'm staying away from Garrett, I'm okay. Because yes. Garrett's yeah. two running backs. If we want to really quickly go over stuff. scariest teams, Garrett is looking like the best to overachieve. Absolutely. Of course, 
Joe, over the, last, the second half of the season, has been on a tear. Wilson has been scary all season. Fucking Patterson has shown top end. Even Castro has really picked it up. Um, so really the only teams I'm not worried about are Vince and um, uh, my co-host. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you just wait until Christian McCaffrey finally gets to play. Christian, the Christian McCaffrey it, Austin it Eckler could, combo coming together so, for the first time next with all week. That, all that being said, you know, uh, whatever it takes, Kyle. I know I can make it through it. <laughs> all right, guys, this has been another episode of the Champions Podcast. We'll. T-